I'm a real supersonic, pass the ball like magic. Sean Kim or Larry Bird, the old school Mavericks. I got basketball cards, gonna sing a little more. I got basketball cards, now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godfather Nate Milton. And right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your basketball cards. In the spirit of the great names of the past, like Dikembe Mutombo, and not Michael Jordan, but Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, Drazen, Arvidas, J.R. Ryder bringing that East Bay funk. I bring to you the man who met World Be Free and Danny Ferry, your host and my brother, Zaire, also known as Bandana Z. Have you guys ever heard of somebody being referred to as the microwave? The microwave is basically a term in basketball when you come up off the bench and you heat up and score a whole bunch of points in a short amount of time. Then you may sit back on the bench and in the process of doing so, you may bring your team back into a basketball game. You may um, give your team the lead. But as it's just an expression in basketball when you're able to just heat up real fast and change the dynamic of a basketball game. This episode is about the person where that phrase and that name originated. It's Vinnie Johnson. That's right. We're still in our 1989-90 season um, talking about the Hoop series. And we're talking about Vinnie Johnson, who's a two-time NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons. I am your host, Zaire. Welcome to My Basketball Cards. Once again, as always, shout out to Paris Alexa, the person who sings the theme song of the show, and Nate Milton, the person who does the intro to the show. Just want to um, talk about Vinnie Johnson, one of the coolest players um, of the era, and let me tell you, like, I don't know if for a person who is not seen as a superstar, I think he is the most referred to player that I have ever heard in NBA history when it comes to just in multiple generations from the 80s all the way till now. I still hear announcers going, hey, he's like a microwave or he's like the microwave. And they'll refer to that, you know, once again, in a player that just comes off the bench, scores a lot of points real quick, you know, then gets out the game. Vinny Johnson was an important part of the Detroit Pistons. We just did the last episode on Isaiah Thomas, who is the greatest Detroit Piston of all time. Um, but the Pistons that were winning NBA championships and especially, you know, they won their second title in the 89-90 season. Um, the Detroit Pistons were known as a physical team with a lot of big men, uh, that, you know, pushed you around and beat you up. But a lot of their, uh, offense came from three guards and those three guards were all under six foot four. You had Isaiah Thomas, who was about six, one Joe Dumars, who was about maybe six, two, six, three. And you have Vinnie Johnson, who was six foot two. And uh, those three guards 
really uh, caused a lot of problems for opponents when it came to scoring and, you know, defense as well. Uh, they, they can hold their own on the court. But when you talk about offense, uh, Vinny Johnson, that was his number one priority was to get the ball in the basket. And he did it as a non-starter um, during his time with the Pistons, which was 10 seasons. He had a um, 14 year NBA career. Uh, Ten of those. Well, the first three of those seasons, first two of those seasons, let me say, were, were with Seattle. And uh, at the beginning of the 81-82 season, he was traded to Detroit. And the crazy thing about Vinnie Johnson is that he did not want to go to Detroit at first. Um, they were just seen as a not a good franchise. Um, when he got drafted in 79-80 uh, in the 79 NBA draft, you know, the Seattle Supersonics had just won a championship in 1979. So he was a rookie about to play for the defending NBA champions. And um, I believe they made it to the maybe Western Conference Finals or something like that his rookie year. Um, He was very, very, um, you know, ready to be a Supersonic, you know. Second year with the Supersonics, averaged 13 points per game. You know, the championship smell is still kind of around, you know. Um, in 80-81, and, you know, the Supersonics did go on to have a competitive team for the most part in the 80s, but he got traded to Detroit, and he was uh, a very important initial part of the culture changing in Detroit from, you know, a team that, you know, was trying to find its way to becoming a champion. Um, during the 89-90 season, you know, he had just come off of, uh, let's say, from 82 to 80, from 82 to 1989, he had um, averaged, you know, double figures, uh, no less than 12 points per game. Uh, his career high averaged in 80, 82, 83 season of 15.8 points per game. So he had been a consistent scorer, had never started more than 51 games in a season, Um most years, you know, he average he started, you know, maybe twelve games here, eight games there, you know, never was a full time starter at all with Detroit, but still once again found a way to get in the game, heat things up, and make things very interesting very fast. Well, by the time we get to the eighty nine ninety season, Vinny Johnson is thirty three years old and he finally has a season, um, first time since uh his first year in Detroit when he averaged 7.4 points per game um, as a total season. Um, He only averaged 9.8 points per game in the 89-90 season. And he just wasn't, um, you know, he he was hitting what, this is a 46% career shooting guy. This guy was shooting 43% that season. Um, And, you know, Detroit was still rolling nonetheless. But, you know, you get to a point where, you know, maybe you're not as uh, focal in the rotation as maybe you, you were in previous years. Maybe some of the other guys are starting to step up more. And, you know, during this time period, you're 33 years old. Your career is winding down. It's not like, you know, you know, a lot of people look at like LeBron James, who is 
you know, at 33, when he was 33, it's like, oh, you know, he looked like he was 25. Uh, (laughs) But most basketball players is just not the case. Um, So while Vinny wasn't having, you know, a career year at all, he actually saved his best basketball for the playoffs. Um, just really, he saved his best basketball for the NBA Finals uh, more so. Um, he had some games, a little stretch in the playoffs where he was putting up double figures. But when you look at uh, what he did at the end of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bulls, um, the last two games of that series, he scored two points and he scored four points. Then (laughs) the first two games against Portland, uh, where Detroit and Portland in the NBA finals went one and one. um, Vinny had two points in the first game, went 0 for 6, had two points in the second game where they went one for four. So if you're Portland, you're like, okay, you know what? We won one of those two games in Detroit. We'll take the split. You know, let's go back to Portland and let's take care of our business. We uh, quieted Vinny Johnson. He he's not, he's a non-factor. You know, we're good. We got this. Well, didn't quite work out that way. The last three games of the NBA Finals, because it only went five games. Detroit won four games to one. Uh, game three. Detroit won by 15 points. Vinny Johnson had 21, shot 9 for 13 off the bench. Hit 21 points in 25 minutes. Um, That's one game right there. Didn't do much else. He had, what, one rebound (laughs) and a block. Um, Then came game four. Detroit wins by three points. Vinny Johnson, 31 points off the bench. Shoots 9 for 12. Um, and he scores 20 points, uh, 31 minutes, like I said, and, and then he had, uh, three assists, four rebounds. So back to back 20 point games, and then you got game five and all three of these games were in Portland. So it was, I guess it was a two, three, two format for the NBA finals that season. Um, game Five, which is the deciding game. Detroit wins by two. Vinny Johnson hits the game-winning shot. Uh, he he hits the shot with .7 seconds left on the clock. And the Pistons beat Portland. Uh, Vinny scores 16 points in 24 minutes. Shoots a 6-4-11. Um, crazy thing is he only shot one three during that whole series um and missed it. He didn't make any threes. Uh but he didn't need to. <laughs> he was hitting those mid-range shots and and knocking them down and all of that. So final game of the series, 16 points, two rebounds, uh one steal and one block. Um just a dangerous guy who put the Trailblazers away and you know it's kind of like I think he's very much appreciated in basketball lore. Um, I really think he is appreciated in basketball lore. Not quite sure if his jersey is retired in Detroit. And 
I'm a person from Cleveland. I, I used to go to a lot of Cavs games as a fan and as a sports writer once upon a time. And in saying all of that, they that franchise and they just it seemed like for a while there they would retire anybody's jersey except for World Be Free, which is criminal. Uh, <laughs> but um, Detroit, I'm trying to check now to see if they did retire his jersey because. Um, I think he deserves it. He just was a critical part of them winning initially, you know, getting those first two championships. If, um, if, 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 if Vinnie Johnson isn't out there on that team, he just made them uh, dangerous. You know, I mean, they were already dangerous uh, defensively, especially. And when you have a point guard like Isaiah Thomas, um, you know, they're definitely dangerous, but when you have a guy like Joe Dumar, not Joe Dumars, Vinnie Johnson coming off the bench, it's just, um, an added punch and it makes things easier for Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas so that they can play freer and they don't have to rush back into games, you know, when they're getting their rest and all of that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I think that his jersey definitely should be retired. So let's look at the Detroit Pistons retired jerseys. And they are as follows. Um, okay, I see the numbers, but I don't see which players they are. But I do see a number 15, and that was Vinny Johnson's number. So, yeah, their retired jersey numbers are number one, Ch- Chauncey Billups. Number two, Chuck Daly. Three, Ben Wallace. Four, Joe Dumars. Ten, Dennis Rodman. 11, Isaiah Thomas, 15, Vinnie Johnson, 16, Bob Lanier, Dave Bing at 21, Richard Hamilton at 32, and Bill Lambeer at 40. And that's about right for the guys whose jerseys should be retired in Detroit. Maybe Tayshaun Prince, you know, in the future. Uh, just for him being such a, a lifer in Detroit, he, he actually did play for some other teams at the end of the road, but he was another one of those. He was one of those young players in their run during the um, early 2000s, uh, all the way through the decade that, you know, went to some NBA finals, won an NBA championship, uh, went to a lot of Eastern Conference championships. So maybe him, um, you know, for for another one. But, you know, they've got a nice amount of jerseys retired. Um, Once again, back to Vinnie Johnson. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I just, I don't, I can't recall a player that's referenced more who wasn't an all-star, wasn't a superstar, but just was respected and feared. Like when he got in the game, you just was like, oh no, uh, Vinnie's in, (laughs) you know. And it was almost just a given that he was about to just put up 15 points at least off the bench and it was going to be quick and it was going to be just in a way that you you couldn't do anything about it. Um, You couldn't stop him. And he had like a like a free New York playground type of style. And it seemed like he could he had the green light whenever he wanted uh, to pull that trigger. He did. So, yeah, so when you look at, once again, his 89-90 season, it, it wasn't the best season of his career by far when you talk about the overall regular season and all of that. But when you talk about the NBA um, finals, 
He saved the best for last. Uh, he had as good of a run as you could have coming off of the bench um, and being a reserve. He he was that guy. And um, a thing that happened with the Pistons during that series against Portland, I think they had won going back to the previous finals. If you combine the situation where they beat the Lakers, uh, they beat the Lakers in four games in the 88-89 season. And they won two of those games on the road. Then they went to Portland and swept them on the road, winning three games. And I think they became the first team to ever win five straight games in the NBA Finals on the road. And once again, Vinnie Johnson, a big part of that, uh, just having, you know, ice running through his veins during the, the, the final phases of games and being able to put teams away. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it's real cool to be able to pay tribute and homage to a basketball player who, um, you know, just meant a lot during his time period for his team and, um, is a player that he's one of like a lot of people hated the Pistons and I'm sure like, you know, the teams that he killed the, the, um, you know, the Celtics, the <laughs> Lakers, uh, the Bulls. I'm sure they couldn't stand playing against Vinnie Johnson, but he was, I think, very much respected around the league, even though I don't think the Pistons get the respect that they deserve. And you may have heard me talk about that in previous episodes because they spoiled the NBA's party of Lakers Celtics Jordan and they messed around and disrupted things and won uh, two NBA finals, got to the finals three years in a row. Um, and I think they went to about five straight Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so they were in the mix for half a decade. Um, I still think even though that team is kind of despised or was, especially during that time period, um, by people because of how rough and how aggressive they played, um, Vinnie Johnson, I think, was respected in the job that he did and had he, you know, he could have played for anybody and they would have been like, you know what? Yeah, we like this guy. And he was a valuable weapon for the Detroit Pistons. With all that being said, we are about to wrap up another edition of my basketball cards. It's always just fun to dig in, pull out a card and then talk about a great basketball player who, um, you know, changed the game and all of that. And yeah, I'll say it. Vinnie Johnson was great. He was great at what he did. Everybody can't do it. Everybody can't be consistent um, in coming off of the bench. He he played 984 career games, started only 187 of them. And he averaged 12 points per game for his entire career. Um, I think in the playoffs, trying to look at his playoff stats real fast. In the playoffs, he played 116 playoff games, um, five with the Supersonics and the rest with um, Detroit. And in those 116 playoff games, he only started three. And those three were in the 90-91 season, uh, once again, helping Detroit get back to the Eastern Conference Finals where they ended up losing to the Bulls. He averaged 15.2 points per game during that playoff run. 
which is impressive. And that, I think, is his highest scoring average during the playoffs. Shot 46% from the field. Um, did, a, did a strong job during that series, during that playoff run. Um, so, once again, just to be able to come off of the bench, um, you know, and consistently do it every single night, be be relied upon as um, one of your team's top offensive weapons is saying something. And you may say, oh, well, he only averaged 12 points per game. Well, you're talking about a Pistons team that was very balanced. They shared the ball um, a lot. And so you had like a jam. Let's say, um, you know, if you look at the 88-89 season when they won their first championship Detroit actually, this is these are the scoring averages. Just to let you know, um, Vinnie Johnson's contribution and how important it was. So, in uh, 88-89, uh, Adrian Dantley actually played half the season with Detroit that year before being traded with the Mavericks. He averaged 18.4 points per game uh, in the 42 games he played. Isaiah Thomas, 18.2 points per game. Joe Dumars, 17.2 points per game. Mark Aguirre, who was traded and brought over from Dallas, averaged 15.5 points per game. And Vinnie Johnson averaged 13.8 points per game. And then Bill Lane Beer averaged 13.7. So you look at that jam right there, 18 to the, the leading score averages, averages 18 a game. And um, the fifth leading score averages uh, 13 points per game. You know, it's a it's a tight thing where it's like, okay, any given night, any one of us could put up 20, any one of us, you know, we need to have at least 15 points, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this guy scores 30 and the next guy scores 15 and the next guy scores 12 and the next guy scores 10, you know, it wasn't like that. It was a very balanced attack. And, um, when you, you know, when it was time for you to perform, it was time for you to perform. And Vinny Johnson, once again, would step up to the plate. And hit home runs, you know what I'm saying? Um, just, just great. Um, he, he, it, you know what? I'm not even gonna go into that. All right. So, all of you, thanks again for listening to my basketball cards. Able to get out another episode, and just grateful uh, to be around in 2021 to be able to share these moments and these uh, iconic players with you. Now, keep in mind, we're gonna get some cards where we gonna look and say, okay, this player wasn't a star. And that's life. <laughs> Everybody can't be a superstar. Uh, but we're still going to share their stories nonetheless. Thank you for tuning in to my basketball cards. You got any, any, any um, requests, any comments or anything, leave them at Rebel Life Media on Twitter, at Rebel Life Media. Thank you very much.